0: The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by a moment with Morris dot com and blackblueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints com. Here with the newest installment, the newest episode of the Say Something Podcast. I'm Jermaine Morris with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, people,
1: I'm in the building.
0: In the building for show, episode 20.
1: I told you we coming for that uh that 40 spot.
0: Put a dub on it. <laughs> Episode 20 of the Say Something Podcast, where we get together and talk about everything happening out in this world, in this life, in these streets. Stuff that not only we as in, me and Barry, but we as in everybody should be saying something about. Say something, say something, say
1: something. Getting together every week, bringing it to your dome piece. What's going on with you, Barry? Oh, man, you know, one of the real ones came home. One of my boys uh, did a 12-year stretch, just got back home. Man, man. Yeah held it down, you know, it was crazy. He went in, we were still doing what we do. He comes out, it's just like totally different. <laughs> 12 years are definitely changing. Yeah, definitely changed, you know, he's in good a good space, held his head. I look at it like if you're going to be in that life, understand there are consequences, right? Definitely. So with that being said, when he got into the shit that he got into, yeah. he held his head. Okay. I'm not condoning behavior like that because I feel there is uh, only one way to deal with it. I mean, there's a few ways, but you know the definite transactions of the lifestyle. Yeah, Death, jail. There's no happy ending on nah, that. No, nah. But as a guy that lives it and really brings it, when he could have, he didn't, and he held his head.
0: I think what's, what's interesting is not only when, if you talk about somebody going away doing that much time, how that changes them, but how the world changes when they get out. Like, if you think about it in this society right now, technology quadruples like every 18 months. Yes, sir. So when, when if we think about, say, go back what, what life was four years ago. Or if you go back seven years ago, seven years ago, there was no Snapchat, there was no Instagram, there was no, you know, half the social media platforms that are day-to-day use now non-existent. Say something. So if you start talking about 12, so if you imagine 12, 2007, 2005, MySpace generation. Yes. You know what I mean? Everything that has changed in that time period. Yes. You know, and I think that a lot of times, you know, we get caught up in just the day to day life and moving Uh that we're not aware of, you know, what's really happening around us. You know, kind of like when you when your kids, you don't notice how big they get. But when somebody else sees like, oh, man, he's grown so big. Then you kind of look at him like,
1: oh, man, I guess he is tall now. And then the fact that, you know, he got to miss all those opportunities to watch his kids grow. Yeah. The fact that he, you know, didn't have the ability just to walk outside, drive a car, yeah. like those little things. Right, Go, like now, walking to the park and looking at the flowers, you're going to appreciate and value a lot more. Yeah. So I just think that when it's all said and done, what he told me is if it wasn't me taking care of myself, that prison system that they've set up, that claims they're supposed to rehabilitate,
0: it yeah. doesn't do any of that. Yeah. Well, also something that's important, so there's that 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 misnomer. Yeah, that prison is about rehabilitation. Oh, that's and, a joke. Yeah, well here's the thing, in case you're unaware, prison was never designed to rehabilitate. Nah. Never.
1: It's a money making system.
0: Yeah. Well I mean even at yeah. its early inception, prison was simply designed to uh, just to, to keep you away. So like the old days, like go back old civilization, they didn't have prisons. Yeah. You were either dealt with on the spot, like if you stole something, they cut off your hand. Uh, if you killed somebody, eye for an eye. The family of whomever you killed had the right to kill you. They also used to do something called exiling, yeah. where we ain't messing with you no more. I don't care what you do, you just can't ever do it here. Like prison wasn't like a, a thing really. Prison they had islands for prison, like the Alcatraz oh, thing in yeah. San Francisco. So Australia was a was a prison colony. You know, oh. Sicily was a was a penal colony. Like these are places they put folks on islands and then just turn just sailed off into the sunset. Say y'all
1: figure it out amongst yourselves. And now they are using people as slaves. Yes, modern day slavery. And in a simple fact, when you look at everything that goes on in prisons, you look at those many individuals that are on death row. Yeah, they don't really kill them. I mean, they keep them on for so long. And we can go back and forth about the death penalty. Yeah, is it is it right? Is it wrong? My whole thing is, what's the purpose if you're not giving that person an opportunity to come out? Uh, the person's never going to get paroled. You know, The person has been given that L, life, yeah. for whatever heinous act. What is the purpose of keeping that person alive? I, the I, purpose is because you need to make sure that person produces.
0: That and and also I think where you find a lot of people who are against, say, the death penalty is because they just had, I mean, in the past three weeks, I think there was two or three people who got released from multiple year sentences that DNA evidence proved that they were in there unjustly. So you have a lot of people who are against the death penalty because the system, the judicial system, the way it currently exists, is so flawed and corrupt in so many areas that you've got a lot of people who are in jail who shouldn't be there. So the delay for the, the death penalty is because we know there's a whole lot of shady stuff in the process that gets you from picked up on the street to in that jump street in, in prison. Yes, sir. So we are not we're fighting the death penalty because we know there's a bunch of people who shouldn't even be in there in the first place and damn sure shouldn't be executed.
1: I, I, that you could make that argument, but I don't really believe that's why people are fighting the death penalty because of that. No, there's a percentage. There's a, I, there's a good campaign I, on that. I don't agree. <laughs> I think I think just people are they get in a way of just looking at things and it's inhumane and I don't believe that people. That's a too. I, I mean, I feel like that's more a factor than that. Though I understand what you're saying, but systematically, this whole thing is flawed. You know, this whole thing is backwards. Automatically, when you look at how the prison system creates the environment like how does um uh, inmate get cell phones how are there more contraband more drugs you know <laughs> in these prisons sometimes than there is on the streets like how do i have all this access to all of this stuff that you've locked me up for in prison yeah like to me when you look at that on a, a wider lens, a wi- wider scope, you have to ask yourself, like, wait a minute. He has a point there. How in the hell is my partner texting me about the game like he's next door when he's supposed to be locked up? Yeah, they got
0: inmates <laughs> who've released music videos. Like real talk. I'm, I'm not even joking. Like, they're beating on the walls and, and getting the beat. Homies on the beatbox. And they dropping sixteens. So and they're releasing videos from cell phone camera footage.
1: And I'm not knocking... Inmates hustle I mean do what you feel Yeah But again It's not up to the inmates It's up to those people That are controlling the prison Exactly Because if you make it Hard for me to get mail If you make it hard for me To mail out yeah. Mail If you make it hard for me For my visits And everything else yeah. In between How is it that In so many of these cases You hear All of The drug abuse all of the violence, all of the illegal activity, all of the shot callers making uh, uh, calls to take care of street business. How do you have all these uh, uh, relationships between uh, officers and inmates? I've heard some crazy stories like in one story in New York that the officer had a relationship with the inmate and got pregnant. It's just yeah, like, how they, is all these things happening if this is supposed to be a facility to lock down, to create create the correction of the behavior they came in there for?
0: Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. They have a lot of... So first off, if you take male COs, correctional officers, in female prisons, there's a lot of cases where these, uh, of rape and sexual assault happen on the regular. The 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 ones that normally make papers, make headlines, are the female CEOs who get in relationship with male inmates. So the females in, that, in the business aren't as protected. And then you have women who've come up pregnant. You've got women who get into issues. But when it comes to the male CEOs, they're doing dirt. The gambling rings, the drugs. You're 100 percent correct that you have people who go to jail on theft and become drug addicts. Yeah.
1: Like, they're in there for stealing. They didn't even touch drugs. How is it that my partner is talking to me that he was smoking weed? Yeah. Like, I'm like, huh? He wasn't even a weed smoker before. But he's telling me, yo, yeah, I was smoking. Like, well, how? And then if you were smoking, well, we know that leaves a lasting smell for a little bit. Yeah. So they didn't smell anything?
0: Folks looking the other way. Same reason what organized hits, all kind of stuff that go
1: on in prison. So that's why I can never buy in to any system that's been created essentially by corruption. You yeah. know, they capitalize on the bodies. Now, does that say we need to end prisons? No. Do people need to go to jail? For sure. Do people need to be locked up? For sure. But at the same time, I shouldn't be going to any jail, prison, wherever, to do and be the same exact person yeah. I was when I was out there. Or, because kind of worse or even worse version. Or even worse version, because there's really no rules that really apply. It's just depending on the officer of the day, how the prison works, that you have all these different cases where literally you have so much corruption you can't expect these people to be rehabilitated to come out and being something different and you can't expect people like myself and others who look at this system and believe that this system is righteous is a freaking joke <laughs> i just like it just yeah, you- it boggles my mind the first time i ever found out one of my homeboys was in there had a cell phone
0: yeah i mean so going across the board how crazy it is so you remember the uh first matrix movie for for the folks out there i was classic yeah so i was liking that so you had morpheus who was trying to explain the matrix to neo the first time yeah and so he's so as he's breaking it down he gave the history of what happened in the war and all that he said but at the end of the day the big picture was that the matrix was machines who turned a human being into a battery as means to an end that's what the prison industrial complex is. It takes a human being and turns them into a battery, the battery to power the big picture machine. Like prison inmates population drastically soared at the end of slavery because they realized to make back the money that was lost in slave labor, they made up for it in prison labor. Can you repeat that so people can understand that? So, at the end of slavery, so when when it was done, there was you got to understand that financially there's no greater come up than free labor. So if you if you all if you're not paying all these people you're maximizing the most work that they can do physically do in a 24 hour time period, you know, and you don't have to pay you're making money hand over fist. Mm-hmm. So when slavery ended, a lot of states drastically took the nation took a financial dip. Like states that their claim to fame they made their money because of slave labor now all of a sudden didn't have it, so they had to make up that money somewhere. So the way that they offset that was through prison labor. Yep. So you get an inmate, once you become arrested, once you get a felony, you lose your rights. And so, when you get an inmate in there, and you put them up, back in the old days, they had them on the chain gang. Yep. Uh, laying railroad from country, from coast to coast, you know, instead of trying to pay somebody on the street to do that job, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to get these inmates out there, and they're going to be hammering spikes till the sun goes down. They're forced to do it. So, yes. And so they, they reinstated, they got the free labor out of inmates. So after slavery ended, they had all these these coded laws that made it against the law to be black doing anything. So you had like down the south, they had people who were uh, black people were escaping on the railroad. It became against the law to be standing on by the railroad tracks if you were black. Like just standing near the track became instant. They locked you up. And once they got you in prison, they got the free labor out of you. So this was something that happened in the late 1800s. The only thing was that only the names have changed. The game remains the same. It is the same practice now as it was then. They get a bunch of nonviolent drug offenders in prison, tack on mandatory minimum sentences. So we got you in here for years. And then you can either sit in a little little box for 23 hours out the day or you can come work these shops, press this metal. uh, sew these buttons do whatever for the day. Earn you some little pennies. And we get the, the, we get the jobs from these big corporations, and we going to pimp you that way.
1: And then you ask, why do prisoners have some of the best medical care than people that are out here working, paying taxes? Well, why do you think? Yeah. It's just like going back in the days of the enslavement of our people. What am I going to do with a sick, diseased uh, man or woman... That can't really work, that I'm going to have to take care of besides them trying to take care of me. I have to make sure they are healthy enough to do the work that needs to be done. Profit sharing.
0: The reason why they get there, that's their their, their benefit. And here's just something real quick because this is a conversation I had this week and I had to draw some light to it. There's this misconception that all this stuff that happened, all the bigotry, all the slavery, all that stuff was a Southern thing. That that this is what existed
1: across the board. Yeah.
0: So the, so when people are like, no, that was just those states in the south, and it wasn't the nation, and it was this, that, and the, just so it was the nation. It was, and this is why it's such a big it thing. It was
1: the forefathers. <laughs> I'm just gotta be this. I gotta say, no, 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 it was the forefathers.
0: And so, and to get this into perspective, so the only reason why slavery wasn't as big in the north as it was in the south is climate. So this is this, this just for take this with you if you hear this in the north. The way that that it gets so much colder, the most people in the north who had slaves couldn't have more than two just from the the size of of where the land was and what they could afford. So most slaves, they had one or two that was in a separate home as opposed to where the slave masters lived. It's so much colder up north that you couldn't have 15, 20, 25 slaves on a plantation because you had nowhere to house them. Mm -hmm. So Northerners had two slaves, whereas Southerners had 12 sure. because you can put them outside in a little cabin because it's so much warmer most of the year. Yeah. It wasn't that, that's it. That's why the Southern was coming up, because I had 12 to your two and I'm making my money down south. And that's how the game changed. But the fact is, is that the Northern had the same mentality. They just weren't getting paid. Yeah. So when the prison industrial complex came state to state, that was a game that they could play. We can build our prisons now the same as y'all build them down yeah. south. And it doesn't matter about climate then. So they got in the game that they were boxed out of due to geography. And that's why it's been a nationwide
1: issue when it comes to the the preschool to prison pipeline. And it's going to continue to be a nationwide issue. It's going to continue to be something that we have to look at as a people. Is this what we want to be looked at as? A country that jails people at an alarming rate.
0: No nation on the face of the earth incarcerates more of its people than the United States of America. Like, And we're not. It it would be that would be different if we were, say, China, that's got a billion people. (laughs) Take that into consideration. The United States, roughly 350 million Americans versus China, that's got a billion people. And we have more of our people in prison than they have in theirs.
1: And you know the number with blacks and Latinos.
0: Yeah, we, we lead the league like Russ Russell Westbrook. <laughs> we we triple double it. So what I'm saying is so was something that we say something about is, you know, you get those you know, the miseducation about how things work. Yes, you sir. get the mislabeling of like incarceration and rehabilitation. Uh so when when you find it so I, I, I throw the ball to you. You you you're a parent. So when you see the things that are going on in society, you see the miseducation, not only in schools, but in society as a whole, uh, what do you tell your kid? And I know yours is grown at this point, but we work with a lot of kids and yeah. stuff. What what do what do we say something to our children about how how coming up in
1: this world what it's really about? Survive? Like, like honestly, it's almost like you you gotta break down the rules of survival. And sometimes by being proactive That is not even A guarantee that your child Will make it through the finish line Yeah There's so many different things That are attacking your child On an everyday basis The child has access to more things Than we've ever had access to Yes
0: Fingertips. tips, that's, Finger tips. Not,
1: that's not saying That We didn't have crazy errors yeah. The 70s was crazy The 80s was crazy The 60s it was definitely rocking and rolling. Yeah. Um, the 90s was no punk. Yeah. So we've had errors. So youth has been corrupt. Youth has been enraged, engaged for many, many decades. Yeah, that's just how it goes. Yeah. Before, you could isolate your child. You could sit there and say, hey, you're not going with Jimmy. You're not hanging out with Tammy. <laughs> the kid would really have to make it a point to get to find out how to get down literally it wasn't just plastered yeah imagery was very much conducted by the same facilitators media radio and
0: and just depending on how not to cut you off depending on how old you are if you were born before 1980 you grew up in an area where there was five tv stations yeah So I'm saying, like, like just so, because younger folks now they're used to 400 stations and satellite and this. Now back in the day it was five. Before, if you're a little
1: older, you remember when it was three. Yeah, it was access. And at the same time, your block was your world. Yeah. Your neighborhood was your world. I mean, you knew a few different places, how they moved, how they operated. You had a cousin that lived in California. Yeah. I got a cousin that lives in Miami. So but you had
0: no idea but like, you yeah.
1: had no ideas what they sold you about what California was. If you lived in California, you knew it wasn't that. But if you lived in New York you basically thought that's what it was. Yeah. Right. So in content you did not know as much as you know. Yeah. Now there's so much access.
0: You can know anything.
1: Now it's a click away. Yeah. I'll go on my phone As I call it, the weapons of mass destruction. And at my fingertips is everything my parents are trying to hide.
0: Yeah.
1: Everything that my parents don't want me to see right now.
0: I can see it on YouTube. Yes.
1: Everything (laughs) that my friend tweeted me about, I can go ahead now. I can figure this out and pull it. And I don't even need anyone to guide me, right? Yeah. Because even in a sense, when you're on, watching the big thing when we were coming up was cable it was cable tv you still had to kind of find what was the channel like guide me here where is this now
0: trying to hit the button and
1: get a scrambled video that you ain't supposed to be watching you're not going to get a cell phone and pick it up and type something and someone's going to block you yeah it's Mm -hmm. going to go right to the source
0: and it's and for parents there it's even you get these kids that they'll hear a term that they don't know There's even the Urban Dictionary. Yeah. So even if it's not the technical, clinical Webster's version, you can find out what anything means.
1: Yeah, exactly. So so in a sense of I tell my youngin, survive and try to be as original as possible. Like there's not anything over the top that I see now that's really original. People try, but I think they're all copycats of something else and... Some of this shit is just weird I can't even sit there and deny And make it seem like oh yeah That is new and oh I'm into it Some of the shit is weird And then some people are staying complacent And I don't think Us as adults We do enough To tell a child At a certain age You know what You don't need to have a cell phone With all those gadgets I'll give you a cell phone But check this cell out phone. Here's your clip <laughs> Like, make phone calls You don't need a child To have all that access But at the same time You also want to be aware Of what your child Is having the access to But nowadays I feel like In this stage In this age Of how A parent should operate You need to be more Hands on In your approach On discussing Numerous things That your child Is constantly being Influenced by Constantly being Exposed to And definitely will ask the question about before they ask you're already telling them. Yeah. Because curiosity killed the cat. But curiosity led us into all these different places. And with us being curious being curious and having that young oh well he was young, he didn't know. Nowadays you know too much to say that, oh I didn't know.
0: Okay, so when you Talking about you know keeping these kids informed about what's going on and, and, and opening the dialogue, so when we're talking about you know so saying something to these kids because you know the old days it was you know the old the, the wrong side of the tracks yeah. or that side of town or, or don't hang out with those people or, or or that sort of thing, but when we talk to kids now so if you, you know if you're putting you know your, your son or your daughter and you're sitting them down on the couch with all the crazy stuff going on, you know you get like the story of uh, Jordan Edwards. And uh, if you haven't heard about that yet, Jordan Edwards, 15 year old uh, honor roll student, student athlete, you know, parents dream for a kid like he, he walked a straight and narrow, you know, like he was doing a DUI checkpoint test. Like he was just heel to toe, heel to toe. He was he was straight edge. And he went to a, a house party with his friends mm-hmm. and. His parents have done a good job in letting him know. You know, I said he's right on the school books. Everybody just loved him and raved about him. So he gets to the house party, and it doesn't seem like it's quite on the up and up. Like he just there's some stuff that's going on that he doesn't like. That doesn't feel right to him. So he's like, "Hey, you know, posse out. We got to go." And so he gets into the car with his friends, and the police were called because the neighbor said, "You know, it's a disruptive house, whatever." The police showed up for the same reason why he wanted to leave. Mm. And as the car is pulling away to take for the kids to go home to get away from that environment, one of the police officers opened fire on the car. And the original story was that the the officer said that the car backed up towards him aggressively. Of course. The report came back today after the for once body cam footage actually actually worked. worked. Yeah. And so that officer was fired because it said the car was actually driving away like the kids in the car said we were driving to go home. And uh, Jordan Edwards was was shot in the back and killed. The bullet went through the car, through the back, and and he died that day. And so when you're telling the kids about, you know, being good in school and just being a good kid and, and, you know, walk the straight and narrow when you should be okay, then you see stories about when kids do just that and tragedy still strikes them. Like, what do you sit down and say something to your kids about? Being
1: black is having a target on your back when you see this kind of behavior and now what we hear is they got you know, what the officers got fired or one of the, officers the got officer
0: fired. who pulled okay. the trigger he got fired and so they're also supposed- looking to investigate as a homicide now
1: clearly we know in principle because this is not the first time that they've automatically fired an officer yeah. of, of recent that is clearly because Of all of the outrage and all of the protesting and all of the fury that the people have given for all of the heinous acts of police terror, as the henchmen walk through clearly having a target on black folks and killing them, whether it be old, young, woman, child, man—it doesn't matter. Yeah, They, they they do what they do if they feel it's black. Mental illness, they don't care. They're going to do the cover-up. So you have a situation to where that's odd. This sounds familiar. Doesn't it sound like Mike Brown? Doesn't it sound like Tamir Rice? I mean, doesn't it sound like all these other shootings before? And when you sit there and say, okay, well, you know, they're trying to work the angle because they did the firing. I still have to ask myself. What in the world were you thinking? And that's why you go into this and say this is all about race because how is a thoughtful, a thinking, a person that's supposed to protect and serve, police officer, I call them henchmen, pull the trigger on a car that's getting going away away from. from the scene, trying to leave, but then say to protect their own ass, They were driving aggressively. That's the reason why we're so frustrated. That's the reason why we don't look at this system as a system that is for us. This is a system that is against us, designed to defeat us. That's why we call them slave pitchers. That's why we call them henchmen. That's why we have no trust in the police. Because as soon as the situation goes down, you have a police officer, a henchman, Covering his tracks. Yeah, they circle the wagons ju- around. It's They're just right. like any other story, and the funny part is this is the same Dallas because this happened in Dallas, right? Um, not one hundred percent sure. It happened right. in Dallas, right? Texas. This is the same place that allegedly had the sniper who was trying to shoot off cops yeah. and all that.
0: That was so, blood. I mean, so I mean, you got a kid like this. And I think part of it is, so they can't Mike Brown this. And what I mean by that is, is that you don't get the luxury of, of a, he was a
1: criminal. He's a thug. He, he stole before. Yeah.
0: You don't get to say, well, he was illegally selling cigarettes. You don't get to say he was illegally selling CDs in front of the store. You don't get to say he was stopped in a routine traffic stop because he had a broken tail light or failed to signal. You don't get to say, you know, uh, he was irate or disrespectful or didn't comply or none of those things he apply was here. None of those things apply here. And when it, when, when it went to investigating who was the kid, this is the ideal son for any parent anywhere. I mean, helpful, generous, loved by everybody, honor roll student, phenomenal athlete, loved and embraced by the community. Like, this is the squeakiest, cleanest mother effort that, that you can get as a kid. So, at this point, I think that that's a major factor in why you have to first fire. And then they'll probably throw this dude under the bus. And it's not nice even throwing him under the bus, because he should rightfully be in, in, uh, indicted and arrested. And, and, and uh. I don't know.
1: I, I, I won't go that far, but Here's the thing. Had you done all these things. Ahead of time. Had you laid down harsh consequences. Before. Bodies of black. Youth. Men and women. Would not still be laying on grounds. All throughout America. Yeah. Because all it takes. Is someone saying. We must take some accountability. Yeah. We must show. That. Unjust. Behavior whether it's a police officer or a citizen will not be tolerated. So what you have to do is because I've been fighting this battle for several several years and when we asked for transparency. We ask for accountability. We ask just for justice and behavior that you can see. It's not like we're lying and making it up. Yeah. It's right here in front of you. You know what's going on. Yeah. All throughout America, police are corrupt, right? I don't I don't care about the five officers that's good at the one precinct. Guess what? The overall agenda of these police officers in this system and this cold, this blue sheet cold they have is corruption. If you and I believe that all you can do in this point is pretty much they're left with no, with, with, with nowhere to go. Yeah. There's a, that's the only reason why he's fired. He's, this guy's fired. Yeah. Because it's like if he had said, well, you know what? They drove off. We, we, we thought we saw a gun or whatever. Yeah. I guarantee you there'd be no firing. But it's almost like, dude, you said. They were trying to yeah. hit you guys.
0: You got to. It's, it's very easy to tell the direction
1: that exactly. a two-ton automobile and is moving. Then, in. Yes, <laughs> and then in the same part, they're looking at the scope of what's been going on. Yeah. The gig is kind of up. Like there can't be so many different times where we see someone getting choked out on a video, when we see someone getting body slammed from a, a, a desk, when we see someone getting pummeled. On a highway, a freeway that we can keep on saying, "Uh, well, maybe when you see someone getting shot running in the back, that we can actually say and say to you from a kid that has no record, kid has no priors, a, 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 a black child that is trying to Leave and do the right thing. Yeah. that we can protect. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, they were sitting there looking like, oh my god. Because when we talk about,
0: so you're saying something too? Because I had an idea, like like if king for a day, you know, you can do if you can swift through and change policy or make things better, whatever. Uh, the running argument is for why things happen is well, we need to address training, or we need to retrain our officers to this or that, or we need to. Uh, this this whatever, the, the you know, the, the standard issue that they give. Uh, my thing would simply be is not only are we going to come after the officer who did it. I want to know who his who his training officer was. Who did he do his ride along with when he started? I want to go back to the academy. Who's the one who taught him and what was his grades when he was there? So if you're the if you're the officer who trained him and you pat gave him a cosign, you're now uh, on, in the hot seat. If you're at the academy, you're the one who taught him. If you passed him and said that this, he or she is a qualified officer to do these things and handle this job, you're right there with him. Hold everybody on that chain of command for that individual officer accountable. It wouldn't take long before you start seeing a policy shift. You start seeing behavioral shift and you start see things going down differently. Because if I know if I was your training officer five years ago and you do something today. And it's because I'm the one who signed off on you. Yeah. Now all of a sudden I'm getting put, I'm getting cuffed. I'm in the cufties. And, and, and I'm looking at some, some indictment and some time because I'm the one that signed off on you. I gave you the pass. Yeah. There'd be serious repercussions real quick.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I think that it's because they can do this where they can hold one dude out to dry. You know, yeah. look, we can't cover this exactly. Up.
1: Like we, sorry, homie, you got to go. A culture of Non-accountability yeah. becomes a culture of chaos, yeah. and that's just what you have. It's a culture of, you know, these henchmen believing they are above the law, they can do whatever, whenever, however, to whoever, especially black and Latino, because nobody cares. Yeah. And we can make a good enough story, and someone's going to believe us
0: okay so we're talking about like what do we say to the kids so this is an an issue where like i said the kid was on a straight and narrow and he got shot trying to leave a situation that was getting shaky getting dicey and he said i want to go home take me back to my mama and dad like i'm out so now as you talk to the kids that's that particular case so that's an, op- an opportunity where he was doing the right thing and, and something tragic happened to him but now you start going across the board to all the other things that are happening take it to the shooting in san diego So if you're not familiar, down in the uh, La Jolla complex down in San Diego, California, it was a pool party where if you you don't know, if you've never been to the area, this area is a predominantly white area. So uh, in a predominantly white area of the city, in a predominantly white complex, there was a pool party that had several black people who were attending, either lived there or guests of at this function. Uh, Dude comes out and starts shooting. Only the black people who were there and specifically to the point to where uh, he shot one black woman Two uh, friends of the woman who happened to be Caucasian wanted to come over and help. He stopped them. He didn't shoot them. He said, leave them alone. Like, don't try to help. There were two white women who were 10 feet away from the shooter. He looked right past them to shoot at black people 20 to 30 feet away. Like he was very purposeful in who he shot. So he shot and killed one woman, critically injured seven more and shot at another individual. So now when you're talking about this isn't an issue of a 15 year old, because you can, if, if you're somebody who's going to say, well, that 15 year old shouldn't have been at a house party in the first place. Uh, you know and, what I'm just saying because because we, we know that folks are going to say that. So now we're talking about a, a complex pool party. This is not folks out here wilding out. This is not you know wrong side of town shady what do you say to your kids like I could know you
1: said survive but you're like look this is you're this what you are black in America it's not fair you're black in America and they're not gonna give you a chance you're black in America and unfortunately being black in America makes you a target you're black in America and America is racist because again, When you are not being accountable to any of this, it's no accountability. There's no harsh penalties. You don't call it what it is. Is it a mass shooting? Is it a hate crime? What did the media say?
0: That's 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 the second part to that. They tried on every level to remove this from being a hate crime. And now,
1: let me take a right there, real quick. And now the Fresno shooting of the black guy that shot the four, killed the four people. They made sure that it was labeled and stated as a gay crime. They got quotes from him. We don't know he said it. Yeah. That this is what he said. I just wanted to shoot some white people. He said that? Yeah. So they made sure, in principle, that that was the direct statements of who and what this guy was. The
0: same way if you happen to be a Middle Eastern descent, you're a terrorist. Exactly. So so if you're a Middle Eastern descent, you can't shoot somebody because you're a criminal. You shoot somebody because you're a terrorist. Uh, if you're, if you, so the the thing with the San Diego, not to make light of it. So they, the, the, the whole media down there kept pushing that this is not I a did hate kill crime. Himself? He got shot by the police. So, so they, is, they is call it suicide by cop. Yes, he's dead. So they're kept trying to push it. Cause they said for it to constitute a hate crime, you have to say some form of either slur or sentence specifically derogatory at the group that you were actually like you can't make a Hispanic slur and shoot a black person and it be a hate crime like it has to be it's very specific parameters. So if he said the N word, then it would be considered a hate crime. Die N words. Yes, that would that would be a, That would be a hate crime. But had they been Puerto Rican, no. You know what I mean? So, th- so they kept trying to slant it that way. Though every. Act of the behavior every step through. That's exactly what it was. So what I'm saying is, is that what do we say? Because the, the the next part to look at is a slightly different twist. So you got a 15 year old straight and narrow. You can make the argument wrong place, wrong time that he shouldn't have been there. But you have a, a trigger happy cop who, who shoots him. You have people who are just out enjoying a pool party just having fun on an afternoon, nothing, nothing malice, nothing criminal happening, and their life is, is lost or or tragically altered. But then to the other side of the game, we, we bring it home. We're here in Sacramento, California, where we had the, the 18-year-old who happened to be a black individual hmm. who sexually assaulted and murdered a 61-year-old and an 86-year-old woman who were out on the track. Uh, who I really he killed mentioned. the 86 year old. Killed the 86 year old. Sexually assaulted both of them, yeah. but killed the 86 year old. Why you want to sexually assault an elderly? Person? I have no idea. I'm sure at some point that's mental illness. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. They'll. They'll. Re, they'll. As they sift this through. So I'm saying. So when we're talking about. So it's not one thing where you can tell kids. This
1: was in the morning.
0: Yeah. So you can't tell kids. It's one thing to tell kids like watch out for police officers because you can be targeted. You can be. Um Stereotyped, you can be all these different things but then also this this kid is 18 and this is these are you know you know in the morning the elderly folks out there getting they 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 tai chi getting yeah. they walk on getting their power walk on these are two older older ladies who are out getting some exercise and this 18 year old comes out sexually assaults them so we're, we're talking to kids it can be anybody
1: yeah that's the sickness man i i this this world is and like i said i think Too much exposure, too much trauma, and nobody's dealing with anything. I mean, this kid, and I am not making any excuses for the behavior. Yeah. But where did we go wrong with this child, for this child to be like, yo, I'm going to go ahead. In the middle of, of, of a high school freaking track. In the morning, I'm going to attack them. Stalk them and like he was posted up. Like, who else has he done this with? Yeah,
0: who are the victims? That is extremely uh, calculated, aggressive, aggressive. Which means I wouldn't be surprised. Sinister, I wouldn't be surprised that when you start really digging that there's somebody so else he the touched. There's somebody else he touched. There's something else because you don't Or like, he's been touched. I would, I'm saying that's when you dig even further back. Because you don't escalate that quick to two people in broad daylight like that quick, so I'm sure that elderly elderly I'm sure there's going to be some more stories
1: that come so, up. So I'm hoping that you know this is exactly the person that did it. Because sometimes it could be like oh, well, we got the wrong person, but I'm pretty sure that yeah. they know it's the person. They got the DNA. Okay, so all that's uh, corrected and all that's official. Again, the sickness of this world. And behavior of this world creates and even condones behavior like this, where people are walking around thinking that's okay. It's normalized. Yeah. It's like, all right, you know, see some older people don't got respect for what's going on and who they are. That's somebody's grandmother.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm just gonna go assault. Listen to the president grabbing by the tell you it's just too much. It's too much outlaw-ish behavior. Even though again we went back go down to the to, to, to uh, uh our back to the future car and hopping the DeLorean. Yeah, go in there and see that we have always been on a scale of having some ultra tragic things and just some things that you make you shake your head. But now it seems like because we have so much access to hear of these stories multiple times in yeah. different areas, some you just say that, no, that that there's no way that could happen. But it's like it's reality. It's true. I think it's because we have so much access, it makes it even more critical, more crucial and more unfortunate because you really want to believe that people in their hearts and their minds have more rational thinking mechanisms to do certain things like this. OK,
0: so all these things that are going on that, you know, you have to make make people aware. Like, you got to tell, you know, the old days it used to be the boogeyman was, you know, the old neighborhood watch sign. The guy with the hat and the trench coat lurking in the shadows. It was that that creepy old guy in the all white van with the blacked out. You could label those people. You could be like, you know, you know, you, you knew who the shifty looking dude was. Now you have no fucking idea. So now as we talk about, you know, it could be the guy, you know, grandma's not safe going out for early morning exercise. Yeah, that. You know, the kid's not safe going to an end of the school year party, you know, and and just hanging out with friends that you can't go to your buddy's apartment complex or your own apartment complex and just hang out in the pool and use the the community grill and, and, and just have a Saturday. You know what I'm saying? So what is the I guess the silver lining? What is the rainbow? What is the upswing? What do we tell kids that they don't just curl up in the corner? and just afraid to come outside. But I don't even think it's just kids.
1: But I'm, just, I mean, it, it, I think it's overall it's everybody cuz when you look at these different things to roll out everyone is getting attacked on every side. And that. then when you look at some of the people some of these people that are doing some of the attacking are people that are being paid by our tax dollars that are supposed to protect and serve. Yeah. So try to survive but understand That we're living in a world full of people that are in fear. When people are in fear, and we're not even talking about just people that are getting victimized. We're talking about people that are doing it, right? Some of the, the predators that's out there creating the crimes. I look at it like there's such this fear, this lack of respect that individuals will do anything to make someone feel their pain or anything to... Gain some notoriety or some attention Yeah So I Like it's it's that That's kind of like What can you say to them What can you say to a child What can you say to an adult All you can say is Watch yourself Be careful But we walk out here Doing our podcast On a very late night It could be our moment Yeah You know There's a lot of weird people When we walk out of here like, Yeah That something could happen You know Yeah. And we don't know what kind of hype that person's on it's just what are we supposed to do we are supposed to tell them hey try to stay at the house as much as you can don't live life that's what i'm saying like not- are we supposed to say that like is that how we're supposed to live like no you know what you should do uh, uh go to work try to get a job real close to your house so you don't have to go that far but god damn it sh- wait a minute you're going to work where the post office oh uh, people go postal
0: yeah <laughs> it's like I mean, because it, it's you hard can't eat the food. You can't eat the food. You can't drink the water. You can't break, breathe the air. You can't have sex because you don't. I mean, this yeah. is crazy. I'm saying we've gotten to a, a place and a position in this. Everything this is dangerous, man. It is. So I'm saying. So what do we say to push forward? You can't. What do you say? No, I, I, I'm saying this for real, because there's a lot of people who are very discouraged. There's a lot of people who it's like, I'm afraid to ki- take my
1: kid to school.
0: I'm afraid every time I leave the house. There are people who say, I'm afraid to even bring survive, children into this
1: world. Survive, but you still must live life. If you want to bring children, look at who you're bringing the children with. Oh, okay. Pay attention to that. that be, first of all, before society and the world is going to destroy your child, <laughs> you cannot have a chance by the mixture of the different parents that are co-opting in this bringing of life, so yep. to speak, right? So let's start there. Okay, As well, I was teaching well, my kids no, today. Let's stay there. Well, 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 i well, saying well, before we move on, let, 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 let's stay there.
0: Because I think that that's important in the sense of saying something to if, if what we're looking at in this world, all the behavior, all the crazy stuff that's happening. What about saying something to, to some of these, these, uh, these procreation tactics that are going on out here? These folks that are getting together having babies with folks they don't really know. They
1: shouldn't have it. They shouldn't, and and, and like I was teaching my 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 youth in a foster care program today, um, I was like, you got to focus on some of your decisions that are going to create your options, create your choices, and you know what happens to the person. Why is that person in that moment? Well, it's because they're on dope. Did they make a decision to do the dope? Yeah. Well, it's based on the decision. It's not because of the dope. Yeah. You made that decision to go ahead and say, hey. I'm going to go ahead and take this opportunity. I'm going to get high. Yeah. You never know what that's going to be. That first hit could be that hit you're looking for the rest of your life. So now when you're looking at, I feel like the scope of things, when you have to decide and you choose one thing, I always tell the child, ask yourself, can I deal with this person for the rest of my life? Yeah. And of course, um, because a lot of these uh, situations are so new or yeah. you believe that this person because you know them for a few years that they'll never be able to act differently yeah. because they have a great character you don't even know yourself right now yeah. and a whole lot of things change when you turn 21 25 things are not going to be the same what kind of uh who you were 17 yeah. and who you are 24, two completely different What people. kind of career path do you guys have? What kind of work ethic do you guys have? Look at the background of the parents that he and or she had. Yeah. Look at that scope. There's so many different things that you got to look at genetically, right, yeah. as well, to prepare yourself to make the right decision. And then ask yourself, are you really prepared To be a father and a mother at 18 or 19 when you have to understand that you are solely responsible for this person at most, what some of the most crucial and funnest times of your life, your 20s, you have to be a parent. Yeah. That means that. Party stops. Oh, it's supposed to. That means you're going to have to play catch up. If you can balance it out, you're good. But most of the times, people don't know how to balance that out. Because
0: I, I think that the and reason why I, I bring that up is because we have a lot of people.
1: So who... I'm for abortions. <laughs> okay. No, no disrespect. I, I'm I not. Know, I, know I mean, I know Tommy got fired for her. Uh, uh, uh pro-choice. Uh, Shouts out to Miss Tommy. She ain't found a job yet, huh? No. Nah.
0: Oh, she's um, she got legal stuff to wear. I don't think she can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, so she, but uh, but but anyway. Go ahead. I'm just saying because I believe that not everyone's going to be LeBron James. There's going to be a few Jeffrey Dahmers. And I honestly think that a lot of the times men like to jump on the boat, get to sailing, and leave the mothers kind of stuck. I'm not saying it happens all the time because I raised my daughter. So, you know, I, I understand yeah. that women can do it too. I'm a part of that section. Shouts out to my daughter's mom. We good, but you know she knows the truth, yeah. right? Entail of looking at it on a bigger scope, you have to ask yourself, why would you want to create when you still haven't created for your own self, your own path? What makes you believe that you could create a better path for someone else when you haven't even tried for yourself?
0: Okay, because I think that I agree with you. And I think that that's very important because we look at the different things that are going on in society. So have
1: abortions if you have to, okay? And don't be afraid of a condom. Listen. <laughs> nah, seriously, no, seriously. Because, because I'm do Condoms, abortions, don't, I hope no one is. oh my God. Yeah. I just, look at all these kids running around here wild bucking.
0: Yeah.
1: No. Well, seriously. Oh, I have had abortions before. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. But guess what? It was right for me. Because I'm better with the one child. I have multiple different kids that I have uh, adopted that have been been a blessing and I love them to death. I love all my shots out to all my kids when they listen. Daddy loves you. But at the same time to knowing that financially I would have been obligated from zero all the way up. Because listen it's fun when it's zero One, two, three, acute, four, five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) Then you want to get to the teenage years. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Forget about the money aspect. Yeah. The mental aspect of having you to make sure you're on your A game. Yeah. And as we're talking about, well, what do you say to these kids? How you have to ask yourself, what am I going to say with to my child when my shit's not together and they looking like damn? I got to be the, the breadwinner of the crib
0: because why I asked the question about the mates and you actually frame this perfectly because we have a lot of people who are like, man, what what do I tell my kids? Like, I, I, that's a real question that I hear about, you know, all the things going on and all the fears and worries and stuff that they have. The first thing that I started to think of is how straight are you? You know what I mean? Like 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 for real, for real. Like like how straight are you? If you worried about, man, there's all these diseases out here, there's crime, there's there's this, that, and the third that's happening, granted there's gonna be some situations that you just have no control over. That that you that just were unforeseen incidents like the San Diego shooting. That's not a question of if you were doing right by your children or not. And grandma should be able to 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 walk the track in the morning and get her exercise in. But when it comes to, you know, the type of environment you bring the kids into and what they're exposed to and what they can kind of look to. And I ask kids as opposed to adults, you know, like, like just could this next generation coming up, you know, how straight are you? Like, like how together are you? Because I see some people who I see people who have babies with people they don't even know.
1: Yeah. Or or even better. One of the kids we had at one of our youth programs this past Sunday. shots out to all the queens of team. We had a great youth. um Empowerment program for um, young girls called Love Thyself. One of the girls was like, "I don't like school." Yeah. So you don't like school, so you're already not focused, and you're 15. Like I don't like school. I want to be a rapper. Okay, you want to be a trap queen. Cool. Yeah. Now, she and I'm not wishing bad on the girl. Yeah. But the likeliness for her to get trapped and literally trapped yeah. in a situation, if you don't like school you going to tell me you're going to do better by taking care of a child, but you can't deal with school, Yeah. but you can deal like that's
0: what you can't deal with six and a half hours, thi- but you think you'll bro, be able to do it the next
1: 18 years. This is some of the most craziest things. If you think about it, these kids are having kids, but can't even handle dealing with the daily routines of working with themselves, going to school, going to, to a job, dealing with society, being correct in their manner, but they're going to try to be a parent. Yeah. Like that shit to me is crazy. You can't even sit in a classroom. You, you, you're, you're jumping out the seat every two minutes, but now you're going to say you're going to have the time, the patience, the love,
0: compassion, the compassion, and understanding, the understanding,
1: understanding and the support wherewithal and the know how yeah. to take care of this shop, to build this shop. See, you quit on first period French. Listen, <laughs> what children lack nowadays is foundation. There we go. My father, regardless of us having our tit for tat, that dude was a man that I always respected, even though I disrespected because I was just a young, wild juvenile, yeah. and didn't know that what he was saying was trying to protect me, more or less, What. He was saying to me at the time was like, you're not trying to let me live because all my friends was living. But guess what? Find out my friends didn't have a father. So they didn't have a structure. So when we talk about foundation, what my dad did for the example created the man I am today. Because regardless of how I moved to the other side of the track, right? I was always able when I was going through the Rolodex and like, well, how do I do this? Uh-oh. My dad used to get up in the morning and travel all the way 45 minutes to an hour to go to work on a bus. Yeah. Oh, my dad always had food at our, our, our house in the refrigerator. My dad never had um, residue of, of weed smoke everywhere. He yeah. yeah, had occasional wine. My dad didn't smoke cigarettes. My dad showed me without showing me how to be a man. And that part, I will always be thankful because the foundation, he set, he set the bar. There was other things that he lacked, but I will appreciate and value that. These kids, bro, don't have a majority of that.
0: That's right what, uh, I, what I was saying is that I think that that's an extremely powerful point to address because I think that that's the big tie-in to a lot of these stories. Like, there's there's tragedy that happens everywhere, like that... that Like I said, you can be wrong place, wrong time. You can be doing all the right things and all the wrong things happen to you. But when it comes to like moving forward or when you're talking to your kids, the foundation that you lay to begin with is going to dictate their their awareness, their uh, resilience and resolve. They're able to react like how they move and operate, even when bad things happen, how they can move forward and persevere. Like, I, I don't think that it's realistic to say that in this age, we talked about at the beginning, the information age where you can get anything about like so You can get you can learn anything. You won't learn everything, but you can learn anything at your fingertips and that uh, that it, it's important that we give that foundation to these kids and that we give the opportunity for them to see all the things that are, you know, that we that they have a blueprint and a foundation on how to operate and how to move. So if you're worried or concerned about what do I say to my kids that the the framework and the blueprint and the foundation that you create will do way more than what you can just sit down and talk to them about.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. I definitely agree with that. I think that we just have to step up, be better real models, as I say, not role models, and live in our truth and show our youth better than what we're showing them now. All right. I mean, that's just real talk, but what you know, but moving away from that, I have to ask you, okay, because it's been on my mind, and i I put it on my Facebook and people chimed in as I highly respect you, okay, so I, I want to get your opinion. Does it seem right for art mayor to give an artist that probably is doing a few different things in the city? Okay. this artist is chance to rapper okay the key to the city the key to sacramento as if he's been doing work in the community do you think that's like a chance to get at a celebrity that's kind of in the hip or that was just a blatant lack of just uh competence
0: uh okay so chance to rapper chicago yes sir shy town uh he yeah he just got the key to the city i would say that so sticking with what we're talking about that when we talk about laying a foundation and, and of doing the right thing and how to respond and react to stuff, I think that that is a bad message in the sense of you're rewarding somebody and acknowledging. And if if he was getting, I don't even know if he's even been here before. So if he was, <laughs> if, he were, if you're giving somebody the key to the city because of what they've done for your city by way of maybe all the revenue generated from them being here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, if you're giving them the key because they're donating the proceeds from their concert to the local, whatever, whatever, whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yes. But if you're just saying because because a famous person passes through your area code, here's the key to the city that you should be rewarded. Thank you for blessing us with your presence for being here. So I'm gonna give you a coveted award that for the, for the, represents the city. That I don't think is a, is is a good look. Not only to uh. The people who are actually doing something like 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 the 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 snub to the people that are actually really putting in the man hours, really putting boots to the ground, really trying. And I don't think it's a solid message in the sense of all I have to do is be
1: famous, but not
0: actually put in the work. And I can be rewarded on the same level or greater than the people that do work. I, so I I disagree with that. Not I don't know what the basis of it was what there was, it was nothing. On. It was just. It was, I'm just saying I, I don't
1: know. I think it was just a play of you know being <laughs> what is it being a groupie. You know what we have a, a groupie mayor I've I've met the mayor before he was the mayor, and we had our little back and forth about different things. Because I asked him about what are you going to do to help the black economics, and he didn't know how to answer that. But I just think for those who people who think like, Why does it matter Why does it matter is because If our mayor, our, our leadership If we have these people Moving and they don't have the pulse Of the city, pulse of the people yeah. And they think that that's okay To do that, what else are they going to think it what it's okay with? What else are they going to believe It's okay for me to do that Like these are the kind of things That just creates more of a mess A la Those two cops getting a medal for killing a black man who was uh, mentally ill
0: yeah the uh, mentally disabled bipolar
1: mentally ill uh, homeless they man. got a they got a medal of heroes heroism saying that they were protecting their guy come on man
0: I think that all these different things that go on like I said the, the blueprint and the foundation for how anything is is built it, is gonna it's the proof's gonna be in the pudding it's gonna come out in the wash. And you talk about, you know, we went all the way from the beginning. You know, if you if you're dealing with a system that's rooted in shadiness, then you can't be surprised that shadiness is the fruit that that tree bears. There you go. And if you're having a foundation of inconsistency, if you have a foundation of, of unjust behavior, if you have a foundation of, of of just not being on the up and up, doing what's best or, or just a good representation, that's what's going to happen. So when we talk about what we're going to say in the community, what we're going to say to kids, like we need to make sure that we're about something as well as saying something. Say something, say something, say something. I'm Jermaine Morris, bringing you this new episode of the Say Something Podcast with the one and only Mr. Barry Axis. I'm happy to be here.
1: (laughs) I'm happy to be a black man still alive in America.
0: Where can folks find this black man still
1: alive in America, Uh, social media-wise? Well, still alive on social media, Facebook. Barry Axius B-E-R-R-Y A C C I U S. Shouts out to all the people that are now uh, my new friends. Let's keep that going. And of course at Instagram at Team Boy and Twitter, same thing. Barry Axius And doc- make sure www, do, W excuse me. W with I get messing up on my words. It's today. all
0: right, man. I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook, every other social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff is at J Morris C E O. And
1: uh, well, uh, we good? Anything else we want to throw there? Listen, that was the dumbest thing to give a key to a rapper. <laughs> and I was even more dumber to go give a medal to some officers that killed someone though they did not get convicted of the crime. Listen, feel the pulse of the people. The families are still grieving. People are still frustrated. They believe that this was a act of terrorism. And guess what? You guys just gave some officers a medal as if they were the kings of kings like they were protecting the community they weren't protecting the community and that was dumb 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 who are these damn leaders that we have in our uh community or in our city that's making these or signing off on this shit
0: because it's so important to not only think about it or to just observe it but you do need to say something Say something say So some. I'm Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axe is Yes sir And we'll holler at you later